0: Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and his journey back to God. So today we're in Malachi 3, and there's only one more book after this in Malachi. But this chapter actually encompasses a tremendous number of of topics, very important topics. And remember, a lot of this is also talking about the Levites, who are the priests of Israel the uh, tribe of of Levi is where they strictly got their priest and so often he's talking about the way that the priests have been behaving and the things that will happen will be due to that or will occur to them so it's it's an important chapter it not only covers the priest it also covers tithing and it also covers you know, who God is. So before we get started, let's uh, open with prayer. Father God, thank you. Thank you for this day. Thank you for caring about us. And thank you for loving us more than just caring. Thank you for the joy that we have in our lives, the knowledge that we know that you are our guide, our, our North Star, and that it's through you and your direction that we live. I'm grateful that you that you are involved in my life. And I just lift up this time that you would be the one that we focus on, that we would learn to rest in you, that we would learn to see you standing next to us, that we would hear your voice and know that you are, and that you are with us each and every moment. May we become more like Paul, but may we become more like ourselves in you. And may we bring you glory. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So, As I'm saying that prayer, I'm wondering, do we want to be more like Paul or do we want to be more like God? So yeah, anyways, so not always is the prayer perfect, but anyways, we're going to read some, some commentary or some thoughts by Tozer and you'll see that for me, it's pretty impactful. I'm actually going to stop this, you know, stop the reading of the chapter at various points just to speak about some personal things or read what Tozer has to say. So with that, let's go ahead and get started. Verse 1, I will send my messenger who will prepare the way for me. Then suddenly the Lord you are seeking will come to his temple. The messenger of the covenant whom you desire will come, says the Lord Almighty. But who can endure the day of his coming? Who can stand when he appears? For he will be like a refiner's fire or a launderer's soap. It's funny because there's that song, Refiner's Fire, and we sing it all the time in church, but we don't sing a song about the launderer's soap. (laughs) Um, Verse 3. We'll sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. We will purify the Levites and refine them like gold and silver. Then the Lord will have men who will bring offerings in righteousness, and the offerings of Judah and Jerusalem will be acceptable to the Lord, as in the days gone by. As in former years. So the refiner's fire in order to purify gold and silver, it's pretty hot. So but the purifying process then is going to be is going to be tough, but it will occur and those who come out the other end will be the ones who are righteous and able to fellowship with God as they did in the former years. Verse five. So I will come out so I will come to put you on trial. I will be quick to testify against sorcerers, adulterers, and perjurers, against those who defraud laborers of their wages, who oppress the widows and the fatherless, and deprive the foreigners among you of justice. But do not fear me, says the Lord Almighty. So God is a pretty righteous God. He has a soft place in his heart. we read about it constantly in, in Isaiah. He doesn't like people who lie in court. The perjurers he doesn't like people who don't take care of widows and orphans he t- he covers that m- so often in in isaiah and others other books so he's very very intent on what is right and what is what is good verse 6 i the lord do not change so you the descendants of jacob are not destroyed and this is where i want to read just a quick piece on from Tozer, just two paragraphs. So the the scripture is, I the Lord do not change, so you the descendants of Jacob are not destroyed. In determining relationships, we must begin somewhere. There must be somewhere a fixed center against which everything else is measured, where the law of relativity does not enter, and we can say is, and make no allowances. Such a center is God. When God would make his name known to mankind, he would find no better word than I am. When he speaks in the first person, he says, I am. So like when Moses was talking to him and said, who should I tell him sent me? And he says, I am. When we speak, speak of him, we say he is. When we speak to him, we say thou art. Everyone and everything else measures from that fixed point. I am who I am. Exodus 3.14 and says, God, I the Lord do not change. Malachi 3.6. So as the sailor locates his position on the sea by shooting the sun, so we may get our moral bearings by looking at God. We must begin with God. We are right. We are right when and only when we stand in a right position relative to God. And we are wrong so far and so long as we stand in any other position. So when we are really trying to figure out our lives and when we're figuring out, are we doing the right thing? We have to compare it to God. And that, that comparison is through the knowledge of him. And that starts with reading his Bible. So again, one more reason why this daily reading is critical for me anyways, um, Anyway, so okay. That was Tozer. Again, our moral compass, our moral bearings are, come from looking at God. So when God is talking to the Levites, the priest, and understand the priest and the Levites are a highly exalted group, and yet God expects them to be worthy of that exaltation. So let's go, let's start back. Verse 6 I, the Lord, do not change. So ye, the descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed ever since the time of your ancestors. You have turned away from my decrees and have not kept them. Return to me, and I will return to you, says the Lord Almighty. And that happened when he, when God was talking to him through the prophets constantly. Imagine now, when there's 400 years pass where he, he doesn't talk to him through anyone. But you ask, how, how are we to return? Will a mere mortal rob God yet you rob me? Do you but you ask, How are we robbing you? In tithes and offerings, you are under a curse, your whole nation, because you are robbing me. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. I will prevent pests from devouring your crops, and the vines in your fields will not drop their fruit until it is ripe. Then all the nations will call you blessed, for yours will be a delightful land, says the Lord Almighty. This is the only place in the entire Bible where God says, test me in this, and it's regarding tithing. And I, throughout my my life, have tested God in tithing and also not tithing. And I know I'm always more prosperous when I tithe fully. It's when I'm being stingy because I'm like, oh, I can't afford to, that I then can't afford to even more. And so it's one of those things where God says, test me and you will be blessed. Verse 13, you have spoken arrogantly against me, says the Lord. Yet you ask, what have we said against you? You have said it is futile to serve God. What do we gain by carrying out his requirements and going about like mourners before the Lord Almighty? But now we call the arrogant blessed. Certainly evildoers prosper. And even when they put God to the test, they get away with it. Kind of reminds me of today. Verse 16. Then those who feared the Lord talked with each other, and the Lord listened and heard. A scroll of remembrance was written in his presence concerning those who feared the Lord and honored his name. On the day when I act, says the Lord Almighty, they will be my treasured possession. I will spare them, just as a father has compassion and spares his son who serves him. And you will again see the distinction between the righteous and the wicked, between those who serve God and those who do not. So that's the end of the chapter. And like I said, it covers a lot. It covers that there will be a Messiah coming and he'll be like a refining fire. He covers off on who he is, I am, and that he's consistent; he never changes. And then it co- covers off on tithing, so it's a pretty busy chapter. And one of the reasons I love it so much, I really like Malachi. It's crazy. Um, anyways, with that, I'm just going to close this with prayer. Father God, thank you for this day. Thank you for everything you've done. I just pray for our friends that are out there, and I just pray, Lord, that you would be honored and glorified by us today. That we would live for you. That we would understand these hidden truths or these truths that are in your book and that we would bring you honor, that they would touch our hearts, and again, that we would bring you honor. Father, be with us today. Keep us safe, I pray, and lift up your name in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and his journey back to God. I hope you have a great day.